The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. We're going to bring on Lynn Taylor in just a moment. But uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you are over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you'd like to join us on the video portion of the radio show, you can do that. This is one of the platforms that we use, one of the video platforms that we use, <clears throat> that we bring in here. And yes, it's Facebook, sadly. As soon as we can be away from them completely, I'm okay with that. 
But I know a lot of you guys watch from Facebook, and that's fine, and we're glad to have you. Uh, but you can enlarge that. That's right. You see the face that's made for radio, and then you can click on the um, little icon down there at the bottom. Join us in the chat. We've got a lot of friends in the chat. Good morning to all you guys uh, who are in there. Boy, it's a lively bunch at this time of uh, morning, too. And uh, I, I think it's because they know the truth. They know the truth sets them free, and that's why they tune into the Sons of Liberty. It's not because we're something special. We're just giving what um, you know what we've what we've investigated, what the Bible says, and you know holding our representatives to the Constitution. And um, <clears throat> so that's the mindset we have here at the Sons of Liberty. I hope you have that as well. Also, normally you can catch Bradley's show up here. Um, I filled in for him yesterday. Again, we had Jason Garwood on. I told people Jason's sort of becoming my Siamese twin, if you will. Uh, <laughs> we're having him on quite a bit, but I am more than happy to bring Jason on. He is a, he's a godly man, and um, he's got a vision for what things should be. And uh, his the, the statement that he and these other um, Christian elders and I guess some deacons and maybe some other people in different churches have come together and put forward this Warrington Declaration. I feel that it needs to get out to the public. It needs to be in the ears of those who profess Christ, that this is what the king has said. And if you're submitting to the tyranny, then, you know, how do you expect to make change if you're going to submit to the tyrants? You're just not going to make any change there. And so I think it's a great declaration. Lots of people that I have seen have signed up for the Warrington Declaration. You should do it too. Uh, hopefully Bradley's going to be on today at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. I'm not sure yet, but he didn't ask me to fill in yet. And uh, by the way, we're going to have some equipment come in, in here to where I can do in the afternoon if I fill in for Bradley, what I do in the morning, videos, and uh, the sound is going to be <laughs> up to par uh, instead of me calling it on the phone because I tell you, it's it's just, if, you, if you're if you on this end, um, <clears throat> and, well, let me, let me get this formality out of the way and I'll clear that up before we bring that on. There's a place right above these where you can enter your email, and again, we don't rent your email, spam it, or sell it to anybody. You get one email from us today, including the morning show archive, and if I do an afternoon show, I'll archive that, which I did yesterday. Um, those are at sonslibertymedia.com, and you get those in the email once a day in the evening. Okay, If you would like to help us out, there's a donate button right at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. You can make a one-time donation if you want to, and you're able to. We're not asking people to go into debt, um, and we're certainly not asking people, asking them for money. We're just telling you we have a need. And if you agree with the message, we would love for you to support us. And uh, you can also do that as a monthly partner, a son or daughter of Liberty. And you can do that. And then also there's a store button. And once again, let me just click on that. We've got a new product in there, uh, just a little over a week old. You guys have asked uh, for this particular product. And I don't know why the store wants to do this. I'll click on it and reload. Okay, now it's not doing that. <clears throat> Rebellions of Tyrants is Obedience to God t-shirts. I mean, yeah, I think they're going like hotcakes. So be patient. Bradley and his family are out on the road, and they're not, again, they're not submitting to the tyrants. They're not going to put the mask on their face. They're not going to do the social distancing thing. And so they're having to drive now what they would normally fly. So what would normally take a couple of hours maybe in a flight is now taking literally all day to drive places. Okay? And when I say literally, you're talking 16, 17, 18 hours of driving. And 
my thought is it may be cheaper to drive than fly, especially when you've got the whole family. But uh, it's taxing on your body and on your mind. So be in prayer for them because any of you guys who've drone, drove for any length of time, uh, you know how wearying that can be. But <clears throat> we've got these shirts, Rebellions of Tyrants as Obedience to God. And on the front is the seal that Benjamin Franklin submitted for the seal of the United States. Moses and the children of Israel on dry land, God bringing the waters of the Red Sea over the Egyptian army, uh, the picture of the pillar of fire in the background. I think there's even the, the pillar of cloud that's beside it. Um, and then on the back, it says, when the Lord sent Moses to face Pharaoh, saying, let my people go, it was not a request. It was a command to be obeyed. Well, it doesn't say to be obeyed, but it was a command that was to be obeyed. Exodus 9.1 on the sleeve. And these are 20 bucks in our store, 25 if you're getting anything over extra large, okay? And um, be sure to pick those up. They're, they're, they really are going like hotcakes. People, people love uh, the shirts that are there. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what I was saying during that time that I was going to push off to the extra, but uh, I've been lost that. And that's the way it is when you start talking and you don't have a note in front of you <laughs> where you're going. And uh, so I apologize for that. But anyway, it is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And before I bring Lynn on, I just want to tell you, I'm doing some more stuff. I stayed up late last night watching a couple of videos. I watched one with a prosecutor and his wife, who is a civil engineer, uh, 17, 18 years, something like that. She's got her license, all this stuff. And just so you know, I'm going to try to get in touch with them, maybe bring them on the show concerning what went on down in Miami because the things she was saying made so much sense and was so incredible to me as somebody who doesn't do structural engineering and all this other, but to hear some of how things work, uh, it was just incredible. And she said, there's no way those buildings just felt like that they just don't do it they don't do it up until what 9-11 i don't even think they had buildings that were hit by planes that fell in on themselves like that so we know we're being lied to we're being lied to day in and day out something was going on in that complex many of us think that maybe this has something to do with uh john mcafee and i i you know i don't know I don't know, but we're, we're going to see if we can bring them on, and we've got some other guests lined up for you later this week. And with that said, I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, my co-host for Rotten of the Core Wednesday, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning, everyone. And uh, Lynn has got uh, quite a bit of legislation that's put before us. Now, we had Michael Peruca on yesterday, uh, Lynn, and Lynn mm-hmm. talked about our forefathers, and he said, there's, they knew when there was law that was being put forth, and they knew when there was non-law being put forth, and they called it pretended legislation. And you and I have been over and over, mm-hmm. and I think this is why you, this is a partial part of why you do what you do. Every single bill coming out of the federal government that has anything to do with education is illegal, it is criminal, it is unconstitutional. And mm-hmm. that's why you're doing what you're doing, because if there's crime involved, if there's, if there's uh, this unconstitutionality that's being done, and it's geared toward primarily our children, but it's branching off, as you've showed us, to us as adults who've already gotten out of school and everything else, mm-hmm. this should concern everybody to the point where we're going to have to hold these people accountable. And I'm not talking about have them retire I'm talking about prosecuting these people for mm-hmm. their crimes against the people. What do you What do you say? 
Well, absolutely. And you know, you're, you're right. I do what I do because it's the right thing to do. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, how, how much I can get my name out there or, you know, glorify myself. This is to give you as much information as you possibly can have so that you can be the one to make the change or start making changes by getting uh, conversations going with like-minded people so that you can absolutely prosecute these uh, criminals because that's exactly what they are. I mean, you know, I've seen jokes about, you know, if you look at what a, a group of baboons um, is called, it's called a Congress and, you know, people are so, oh, well, look, there's Congress in D.C. That's too kind. That's just too kind. And I am so tired of watching our government. I don't care who's the, the, the person in the White House. It doesn't matter because while you've got everyone who's carrying on right now about how bad Biden is and how much they think that Trump is still the savior of the universe, they're not looking at what's going on in the meantime, which is this kind of stuff that Congress is pulling off. And I've got probably about nine pairs of bills that are from the current session, Tim, that instead of making America, American education, American it's nothing but global this and global that. And it doesn't just stop at education. When we get through with what we're going to talk about today, you're going to see just how much it's going to permeate the rest of your life. Well, not only that, I added in the title of the video platforms that it's mm -hmm. it's Antichrist global education. It denies the Christ. It, it See, the whole point of education, I know you know this. I'm just saying it for, mm -hmm. for the audience. The whole right. point of education is to direct children, is to give them the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, and you know some, some, thing, some other uh, social studies and some things like that. But all of those things are geared toward and directed so that that child will honor God with their life. They'll glorify Him in whatever it is that they do. And that mm -hmm. is the direction that it's supposed to go. But when we put them into the public schools, hey, you know, if we're going to talk about Jesus, we're going to talk about kind of the Christian religion, you know, kind of some history. Here's some guys and this, that, and the other. But it's no different than any other religion out there, um, even though it is starkly in contrast to every religion. And I mean that. Every religion is some sort of man's way of trying to get to God, and Christianity is God getting to man. That is the difference. It is a it is a it is a message of God's grace and His mercy towards men in saving them from their sins and still maintaining His holiness and His justice in punishing sin, even when He has to punish it in His own Son. And so, education at its heart, if it is not rooted in Christ, it is anti-Christ to the core. And we know globalists are anti-Christ. We know that. And so, right. I right. kind of threw that in there with it. <laughs> Right. And as we both know, you know, both parties are just as guilty as the other. So they don't are. come in with, oh, well, it's all the R. Go R, go R, bad D, bad D, or bad D, great, you know, I mean, vice versa. You, you, it's, it's pointless, absolutely pointless. Okay. The source for everything that we're going to be looking at today, uh, as always, 
congress.gov. That's www.congress.gov. And what I love about this particular site, Tim, is not only will they give you the bill number and who sponsored and all the actions that go in with the bills, they give you a PDF form so that you can read it for yourself. And this is what I do is I read these bills and I give you the links so that you can go in and read it for yourself because I'm not going to tell you what to think about these bills. I'm going to point you to what might be important about them, but I'm not going to tell you what to think because then I would be no different than all those other talking heads out there telling you what to think and how to think. Well, that's exactly right. And we've got a bunch of bills here to cover. Yes, we do. Um, yes, we do. Yeah, I've got a ton of tabs here. And I think you said, <laughs> I think, I, I think you said that there, there's, um, for each of these bills, there's basically a House bill and there's a Senate bill that they're pushing through. And yeah. um, I, I, I guess their mentality is if one doesn't go through, the other does, or Absolutely. I don't, is that yeah. what they're trying to do with that? That's the, yeah. And that's what I've learned throughout all this research is that's the game they play. They're betting that one will make it through. And if it doesn't, then they've got their backside covered because, well, hey, in the opposing chamber, here's the other, um, here's the other bill. For example, the HR five, I believe it is the Equality Act. Uh, the Senate had one that was the same name, same agenda, but because it wasn't as polarized as the HR five, the Senate said, "Well, we'll just quiet it down and we'll put all the attention on this this other one." So that's pretty much what they do. I've also seen in research where if it doesn't, if either side's bill doesn't make it through that particular session, they'll recycle the bill until it either gets passed or people just get tired of, of, of hearing it and it, it dies somewhere. But here's the thing people need to understand. You have, we're in the 117th session of Congress, okay? If you give me a bill from the 116th, it's a moot point because it no longer exists, they might recycle it into the 117th, but anything that is not 117 doesn't matter at this point. And they usually do that, by the way. They will usually take uh, bills that don't make it through in one session of Congress, and mm-hmm. they'll just regurgitate it back into the next session if, if that particular representative is in office. Right. And I think it was there was uh, a pair, I believe, Tim, and I can't remember the exact names or numbers, but it was all about skill based education. And when I went back to look at its history from the 117th, where it currently is, it had been previously introduced in at least four previous sessions of Congress. So if anyone thinks that this push is new, mm -mm, it's been around for a long time. Okay. It absolutely is. But what I wanted to do is I want to highlight some of these, but I really want us to spend the bulk of our time on the last pair that I sent you because that is the one that is the most damaging. Okay. Okay. Um, but before we do that, I want if people have never been able to search one of these bills for themselves, I want us to show them how so that they can be armed with this knowledge. Um, so I'll tell you when we want to do that. But basically... We're going to start off with House Resolution 225 and Senate Resolution 240. Now, these pair, this pair, excuse me, are centered on the congressional sense, if ever there was a sense, that the International Public-Private Partnership for Global Education, otherwise known as the GPE, needs to turn its attention to ensuring 
that COVID has not reached, uh, wreaked so much havoc that skill-based education cannot survive. Yeah, you know, and there's a theme running through this. And some mm-hmm. people, I remember last year in the summer, they said, mm-hmm. oh, when the election's over, all this COVID stuff is just going to disappear. Has it, has it really disappeared, folks? No, they're still pushing it because this is the vehicle. This is the instrument they're using to push mm-hmm. the agenda. And mm-hmm. I I told you last year, I said, this is not going away. I can see how they're going to use this invisible boogeyman. It's a brilliant thing to use on the ignorant out there, the indoctrinated, the enslaved in our society, and, and not only in our society, but throughout the world, is is to buy into this thing. Oh, well, you know, you can pass this along, and so you've got to do this, and you've got to give up your liberties, and you've got to, you know, wear the shame muzzle, and you've got to take the depop shot and all this other stuff. And, uh, and that's just that's the vehicle they're going to use. And I think you're going to point out uh, how that relates in almost every one of these bills, because tied in there are, are health related stuff, right? Well, absolutely, there is. And also employment. But here's here's something else. Look at the number of shows that you and I have done where we've seen how supposed federal relief bills that had nothing to do with education suddenly in the name of COVID have decided, oh, yes, we're going to use that as the the excuse for why we're usurping even more power than what we should have. Absolutely. All right. The next one we want to look at real quickly is H.R. Bill 1500. Now, this one has education in it 17 times. So we're going to use this one, Tim, to show folks how they can find that out. Okay. So however you go to your search, uh, you can... On mine, it's Control F, and you can see a little box that'll pop up, and you type yep, in whatever. What, yep, you type in whatever word you want, which would be education, and it'll show you. It'll take you right to the seventeen different times. Yep. Okay, nine times out of ten, you're going to see the very first one will always be what committee it's in. Okay, but this one will take you to where education's mentioned. Now, don't just cherry pick the word education. Look at the context around it. What are they saying about education in that particular paragraph? Yeah, and this one it says approximately 90% of the world's student population over uh, 1,600,000 children and youth have had their education disrupted by the school closure due to COVID, the convids, Mm -hmm. 1984. I mean, COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this one's going to use though the the United State Department, uh, United States State Department. I'll get my tongue in straight. The their U.S. aid uh, arm, and we've done several shows on the U.S. aid arm. Uh, we did a lot under uh, when Pompeo was in there. We've done quite a few on how it's connected to the United Nations as well. Okay. okay. All right. Now, do you, do you want to pick a couple of these, or, or we, because we have so many bills, I don't know. I know. If you're we're going to no, highlight a couple keep of going. Those. Yeah, we need to keep okay. going because, like I said, the the last pair I sent you is the one that is the most damaging. Okay. Okay. So, S one four two and H R five five six are the Global Health Empowerment and Rights Act. Now, supposedly, these bills will restrict foreign non government organizations in certain U S government activities like lobbying. Now, education is not mentioned in either of these bills, Tim, but we know how many big corporations and big pharma and big insurance lobby in the name of quasi-education. So again, 
while it may not directly say education, it's going to impact it somewhere. Because remember, education was chosen by the UN to be the chief change agent here in America for anything that happens. Okay. Yeah. And I, I see that. I see that being used uh, constantly mm-hmm. more and more, especially since you pointed out a lot of this stuff. I do mm-hmm. see how they're using that in a, in a variety of other things. Right. Now, here's, here's one that just the title should, should set you off. This is HR 2907. If you want to go ahead and pull that one up, Tim, before I read the title. All right. Global Investment in American Jobs Act. Do you want to repeat that? Yep. Global Investment in American Jobs Act of 2021. Um, What does that even, okay, does that just not set you off right there? Yeah, it does, because anytime government talks about investment, it means taxation. It means mm-hmm. they're going to steal your money to do what you and I and our forefathers have said you don't have the authority to do. And it should take you. It's like, Lynn, it's like somebody coming up to you on the street and putting a gun mm-hmm. to your head and saying, give me your wallet. I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, that's exactly what this is. Well, it, it, and, you know, we pointed this out before. There was a chart that we've shown before where if we did it, it's called a crime. But if the government does it, it's somehow, you know, um, an investment. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. OK, so what this particular bill does is it gives a green light to the U.S. Department of Commerce, which we know how wicked that bunch is, the green light to encourage more international public-private partnerships. Yay. Mm-hmm. More fascism. fascism. Yeah. So education is not mentioned in this bill either, but it centers itself on the U.S. as a global competitor in, are you ready? Innovation, technology, artificial intelligence, blockchain, and everything that goes with it. And if you don't think that education is not tied into those, uh, you've not been listening to all the shows we've done about the science, the technology, the engineering and math or how many times we've said anytime your government uses innovation, it's a buzzword for more data mining. Yep. Yep. OK, so that's a scary bill all on its own. OK, now the next one is H.R. 2887. And this is the Global Climate Change Diplomacy Act, Tim. Yay. <laughs> no, I, this- I, yay, because... <laughs> I mean, hasn't this, this is what gets me. The whole climate change stuff has been debunked over and over and over. We know people went in and, and pulled the real data and they showed exactly what they were doing. They were being fraudulent with it. And, you know, there's been a lot of people in that's been talking about that. The Obviously, the government has been involved in the change of our weather and spraying junk mm-hmm. in the air. Um, mm-hmm. These... Um, uh, directed energy weapons and stuff. We're going to probably bring uh, NSA whistleblower Karen Stewart back on and some other people probably for a week because I have enough people who've been targeted by these microwaves. And, uh, it, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff affects weather too. Uh, so much right. that it, it does swing weather conditions and things. And then we have even the Senate bill from like the 1950s uh, to where they were talking about spraying, you know, chemicals into the air and things. So it's, whatever's happening there is happening to condition the people to embrace whatever they're talking about here, which is their own enslavement. Mm -hmm. That's what it's eventually going to be. 
Right, right. Well, we know that, of course, it's the fallacy, but it's heavily taught, as we've seen in education, and especially to prop up the sustainable development goals. All right. But this particular bill creates a climate change control officer arm at the State Department. I'm going to say that again. It creates the climate change control officers, and they'll be housed in the State Department. This, of course, will set the state up to involve several other U.S. government agencies, as well as private groups and international groups. Now, education is only mentioned once in this particular bill, Tim. So if you'll look that one up, I want to see I want folks to see just how big it is, because, like I said, it's only mentioned once, but it's it's kind of a a big deal. And this one's hiding. So if you'll read the, the context, please. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to go back to wherever the, it started. Okay, this is dealing with responsibilities each climate change officer shall have, and this is under. Mm-hmm. There's A and some stu- a couple of subpoints, right. and then B. Right. Engage and convene in a manner that is equitable, inclusive, and there's that word again, equitable, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, inclusive and just. With these people don't even know what justice is. Goodness, with individuals and organizations which represent a government office. A non-government organization, oh, there's those private-public partnerships, right? A Mm -hmm. social and political movement, a private sector entity, an educational or scientific institution. It looks like they're trying to swap those words interchangeably to me, or Mm -hmm. any other entity concerned with global climate change, the emission of gases which contribute to the global uh, climate change, or reducing the detrimental impacts attributable to global climate change. And again, folks, just want to remind you, most of us learned in elementary school, like, I don't know, by third grade, that breathing out is carbon dioxide, the stuff that they want to reduce. Bill Gates wanted to reduce his to zero. You got to kill yourself for that happens because you won't be breathing then. And when we breathe, it puts out the carbon dioxide, the the plants and the trees and everything else uh, take that in and give us back oxygen, or at least that's what we've been taught. And then now there's kind of standing on his head or there, or maybe they're being very specific in it and saying, we need to knock you guys out because there's too much carbon. Well, not to get on a rant here, but it seems to me if they, if they're doing more of that, if they're oppressing that, they're going to finally say, look, the real problem is there's too many people breathing and we got to get rid of you guys because we got too much carbon footprint. I mean, that is the logical conclusion that you go to if you buy into those lies. Well, I tell you, this particular bill to me is a little scary because, you know, why do we need control officers? We're supposed to be a free people. That's right. We are. All right, let's move on. H.R. 2826 and Senate Bill 1335. These are bills to establish global climate change resiliency strategies and to authorize the admission of climate displaced persons. This is going to mess with immigration. This absolutely will. Now, the thing that was getting that got to me, these don't mention education, but they do, again, carry on the climate change, which is in education. But here's the kicker on this one. Climate change has impacted gender injustice and gender harm that will prop up that fallacy, too. Now, Lynn, I want to ask something here. Mm-hmm. And somebody made a comment mm-hmm. in, uh, in the chat. Yeah. And this is something that we've talked about before. And mm-hmm. it's something I was actually reading on this week. Mm-hmm. Truth Seeker out of uh, DLive.TV says, 
where this legislation is coming from is from the same bloodline of those that Jesus Christ was sparring with 2,000 years ago. And we have talked about the Noahide laws. Mm-hmm. These are those Zionist, occultic Jews, okay, who have pushed this through. And what did? how did they push their Noahide laws through? Education Day. Keep that in mind, folks. That is mm-hmm. not Christian. And I know I get the stuff about Judeo-Christian. Look, I, I've told you what I think about that. I think historically, I, I think we shouldn't be using the term. We should be using Christian because it's a mingling and I know Bradley understands it from a Romans 2 perspective, just so people understand mm-hmm. that, that God, you know, when Paul says, what advantage do the Jews have? Well, they were given the oracles of God. And that's where Bradley's tying it in. But historically, that, that Judeo identified their religion, and it wasn't Old Testament, mm-hmm. you know, religion as it was laid out there. It was occultic. Jesus was was uh, dealing with these guys at every turn. The Sermon on the Mount is nothing but a correction of that oral tradition that came uh, that eventually led to when they were taken in Babylon, the Babylon uh, Babylonian Talmud and things coming out clearly anti-biblical, clearly anti-Christ. And uh, so, I want to make that clear to people that I do not believe that uh, the the Jews. Even or the occultic Jews or any of those are believers, and I don't think Christianity owes anything to um, occultic Judaism at all. We owe things, obviously, to those who embraced the oracles of God, who kept them for us from the Old Testament, who were referred to as Hebrews and, and, and Israelites and such like that. But the but the problem is is that is a major point, and I think that's something that we've talked about on a couple of shows, and I just wanted oh, yeah. to make that point, that this stuff is coming through education, and uh, and I think there is a religious system that is behind it, as we've talked about before. Oh, absolutely there is, and thank you for bringing that up. All right, the next one is so new, there was no PDF for it, but I still included what little information is there. This is Senate Bill 2026. This is to authorize appropriations for the Global Engagement Center under the U.S. Department of State. Now, if you've not noticed how many of these bills attach themselves to which department? Uh, the Department the State of State. Department. Yep, the State mm-hmm. Department. The State Department. Yeah, and the State Department is one of the 13 agencies from the federal level, Tim, that has a contingency plan if the Department of Education should go away. Mm. They absolutely do. Okay, so this particular one, again, it's going to authorize money for a what? Global Engagement Center. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to move on. Senate Bill 1405 and House Bill 3245. This pair is the Targeting Environmental and Climate Recklessness Act. Nice. Okay, now education is not mentioned in this pair of, of lies, but the Paris Agreement is. The United Nations is mentioned several times, as well as sanctions for punishment. It sounds like it only will go after big corporations and big business, Tim, but the language is is so vague in this, Mm -hmm. it won't take much to apply it to personal citizens. Yeah, and I don't know where we give the, again, I don't know where we gave the federal government any responsibility over education or Mm -hmm. over the environment, for that matter. I don't see that. If somebody's got something, maybe you can send it in the chat because we don't have the phone lines, and I don't know what's going on with that. I'm going to get with uh, Scott to see if we can fix that, but... I'd love for somebody to tell me where in the Constitution, article, section, and clause, where it, we authorized 
the central government to take and to lord over the environment. I because look, they're they're already making this sort of a a criminal element in the title. Look at what you just read. Targeting Environmental and Climate Recklessness Act. Recklessness, you know, you use that like when you know you drive, you you burn out, you do donuts in the highway or whatever, and they'll talk about that's reckless driving. Um and or a very basic example is when mom and dad tell you don't run in the house with scissors and what do you do? You yep. run in the house with scissors. I mean, that's being reckless. And that's, you know, when I hear this title, that's exactly not that I would ever do anything to harm um, the the environment, but it just makes me want to go out and just do something just for spite. But I well, can to I, can out, I address that just a second? Sure, sure. What are we doing that's harming the environment? Well, that's what we're being told. So <laughs> therefore we must be guilty. Well, yeah, being told that, but see, here's the thing. Now, look, I know some people grew up in the city, and and there's a lot of city folks who are country at heart. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a country guy. I can remember when we used to burn our trash. We didn't take it to the trash dump to go in a landfill. We just burned mm-hmm. it on. You know, had had a mm-hmm. pile. You burn your trash. My my um, my my mother in law, they burned their trash down there in Florida. They put it in a little like a almost like a cage, and they set it on fire and they burn it. Right. People don't even do that anymore. Oh, if we do that, it's going to harm the environment. So, nonsense. I just say nonsense. It's, and I, I agree. I was I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm talking about but, these people who say that we're reckless, and they don't right. just do it with a, a trash burning. They do it with everything. They want you to. They want you to follow their procedures for sorting out your plastic stuff for recycling. Okay. They want you to sort out your stuff. For you know cardboard when you go to the trash dump, they want you organized like that and do all this kind of stuff. And then what you find out is the same ones imposing this stuff on you. They're not following that. They're 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 the ones that are reckless. They're the ones that are you know allowing corporations and even sometimes in ca- in some cases the military to dump mm-hmm. things in the ocean that shouldn't be in there. Right. And uh, we had Lauren Price on you know. Um, you know, we lost her this year. Uh, she, she, she succumbed to the, the sicknesses that she had, but Lauren was one talking about the military being over these burn pits and how they were affecting some of the, um, uh, the people because they were right there on them. They didn't have any kind of respiratory, real respiratory, um, mm-hmm. equipment. And she was one going after government to make sure these people were compensated for the government's own recklessness in open burning, uh, open burn pits. I mean, it's it's right. the hypocrisy is astounding here. Well, yeah, but the the thing about this pair of bills, while education isn't mentioned, the militant attitude is going to be funneled through the social and emotional learning that is used in education. And again, they tie back to supporting the sustainable development goals. Okay. Okay, now, the last pair, and this is the one I want us to to spend the most time on. This pair, Senate Bill 1435 and H.R. 2940. 1453. uh, 
Senate oh, Bill 1453. I got it wrong. Oops. Okay. So it's 53, <laughs> not 35. So yes. you'll need. To, okay. Sorry about that. That's right. Well, in, in the email, I, I swapped the numbers. So you'll make sure on the yeah, archive a, you get the right link. That's okay. okay. Anyway. I was just doing that for the radio audience. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Advancing International and Foreign Language Education Act. This pair seeks to reauthorize the Higher Education Act. In, especially in relation to grad students, grad programs, PhD programs, and the like, especially in innovation and technology that will attach itself to STEM, STEAM, STREAM, uh, research, artificial intelligence. Education is mentioned 73 times in the House version and 66 times in the Senate version. Now, I went through both, and I have a list of 15 ways that this is the most damaging set that we're talking about today okay all right all right it's going to improve or encourage innovation in international education okay now number one create more comprehensive assessments to meet national and international needs okay so if we're talking about standardized education bingo all right number two grants will be awarded in the Department of Education, to your community, and any education nonprofit related. Number three, it will scale up practices in education for not personal gain, but government, big business, nonprofits, and private entities. Hmm. Okay. Now, through all these, number one, two, and three, and let me get to number four first, and then I'll tell you what, what the common denominator in all those are. Number four is nationalized database in language outcomes. Now, Tim, how many times have we talked about when the government uses the word outcome? How dangerous is that? Oh, because sure, it is. Yeah, because you don't get to be the free person God made you to be. You get to be what the government says that you're going to be. Now, number one through four that I've just given you, these all will create benchmarks, standardization, regionalism, and globalism. Okay. Number five, incentives and partnerships to internationalize education in comprehensive and sustainable ways, especially with long and short-term outcomes not for personal gain, but for successful strategy and funding. Okay, so we're going to give more incentives and we're going to create more partnerships to not give American education that American uh, system of values and attitudes and beliefs, but internationalize it. All right, number six, language education skills that meet the workforce. Number seven, more incentives for digital global library and resources. Number eight, use technology for open resources. Now, if you'll uh, think back to last week's show when we were showing the Google uh, videos, Tim, about skilling labor for technology and that sort of thing, I told you that I had seen it for other skills as well. And if you look up Google's career certificates, they're created by Google, taught by Google, so that you can go and have a Google career. This is an example of what this international education will do. Because if you'll remember, Google's a big tech company. It is not an accredited educational entity. That's right. Yeah. Wow. And, and by the way, it's uh, it's taxpayer. it was taxpayer funded, just so people know. Illegally by the CAA, at least $15 million mm -hmm. was used to start 
Google. So as far as I'm concerned, Lynn, the people should have a say in what happens in mm-hmm. Google because our money went in there. And in fact, we should be considered uh, stockholders in there and we should move to shut the, shut the whole thing down is what I think. That's just me. Right. Now, in the Senate version, if you go to page 11 at the bottom and then the top of page 12, you're going to see the entire goal for every bit of this is not for your personal intelligence or your personal uh, grasp of academics, but global competency. So if you want to show that to folks, that would be super. It's the bottom of page 11. Page 11, all right. Uh-huh. Well, I think it's that scroll. last paragraph, Tim, if you want to start there, and then it goes to the top of page 12. So this is utilizing technology to create open source resources in international studies, area studies, global studies, and foreign language studies um, are adaptable to multiple educational settings and promote interdisciplinary partnerships between technologists. I've never even heard that word. Technologists. <laughs> Uh, curriculum designers, international and foreign language education experts, language teachers, and librarians. Um, Innovative curriculum teaching and learning paradigms that further the purpose of this title, such as new paradigms for collaborations of disciplinary programs with foreign language studies, area studies, global studies, and international studies, and education abroad programs. Now, I... Can I stop right there and just ask sure. you ask you a question? Sure. Because I heard this in an in a interview yesterday, or not an interview, a commercial mm-hmm. that came on while I was doing the show in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and it just sort of struck me. Why do people think that we need other countries to sustain ourselves because it seems the mentality is to get every country so that they are in that global mindset. So they think they're dependent upon every other country. So we all got to work together and hold to the same standards uh, Mm -hmm. that these uh, evolutionist inbred um, elitists want for us that they're pushing through our governments with their money and with their ideas why do we need that? Because most of us don't work on a quote-unquote global scale. Yeah, we do this show, and it goes out on the Internet, which is all over the world. Okay, so on that on that scale, we go throughout the earth. Okay? Yeah. But I'm not dependent upon other nations as to whether or not we do this radio show. Right, and, absolutely. And the same thing happens with business. Even when we do business, I, I used to do a small shipping thing years and years ago off of eBay – and yeah, I shipped all over all over the world, but the but the point is I didn't have to have anything outside of America because we could be sustained with those who were in America. So I don't understand this idea. Well, I do understand it. It's to put it's to make us all one cookie cutter kind of people, no matter where we are on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. But here's my question, okay? Our American education system under the Common Core machine can barely teach English as an uh, as, as the American language. <laughs> yes. So why are we bothering with with all this other stuff? Yep. All right, but let's move on. Number nine. This is going to target minority served institutions and all community colleges. So, okay, even if you aren't in public education, if you go to a community college, uh, there you go. Number ten project-based learning and team-based education for uh, certification 
digital badges, and e-portfolios. Page 14, you're going to see the global culture competency for all education levels and even in the workplace. On page 17, you're going to have to read that for yourself. I know we're running short on time, so that's why I'm not having you show them. But page 17, you're going to have to read that one for yourself. All right, career tech, uh, excuse me, uh, career tech education on the bottom of page 19 and into 20. The secretary of education gets to decide who gets that based on not your local need, but your national need. Number 11, we'll develop collaborations on issues of common interest in the name of global competition, and we'll create contracts to make sure they happen. So this is not even saying, okay, we're going to have collaborations on education. No, we're going to make it cultural issues. And if you wonder what that's going to entail, just, just sit back and think for a minute. All right. Number 12, we'll create more summer STEM and career tech education programs. Number 13, we'll internationalize curriculum for all community colleges. Number 14, we'll establish overseas linkage with higher education groups, corporations, private entities, nonprofits, which contribute to education and will increase the global interdependent, uh, excuse me, the interdependence. And lastly, Number 15, we'll establish career tech education co-ops for education with regional, national, and global trade centers and councils. And that, my dear, goes right back to the USMCA, where they created the regional councils that we've talked about. Thank you, Donald Trump. And uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've talked about before. And and, And I say that in honesty. Thank you, Donald Trump, because... Uh, I want people who continue to support that, okay? That's what you supported. You supported a guy who said all the right things, or in most cases said the right things. Sometimes he said just the wrong things. But he he seemed to say the right things, say, I love America, and gave away American sovereignty and USMCA. This is just one area where he gave it away in the USMCA. He has supported all of these education kind of bills, too, in mm-hmm. fact, we He's talked made about executive orders. Yeah, uh, in fact, to, we've to, talked about his wife being one that that pushed this more than anybody. Oh yeah, the um, be uh, what was it? Be better, or or I don't know, be best or something. I don't know. The grammar was just hideous. But anyway, no, those are those are all the bills. And um, like I said, the, that last pair, those were just the top fifteen points. There are more in there, but I <clears throat> excuse me, I want you to see that the goal is not to keep it local. It is to internationalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's clearly, I think everybody's clear that there's an international agenda. Only people who have their head in the sand don't believe there's an international agenda. And it is right. not an American agenda. It is not to benefit us. And it is not a Christian agenda. Um, you know, I believe that there should be world government in the fact that the nations should bow their knee to Christ. But they remain mm-hmm. independent nations under Christ. And uh, and this is not that. This is to bring every nation, erase the borderlines of where they are, which is in, I mean, it's in clear violation of what Scripture says. Not only does God say that we're all made out of one blood, but he set the boundaries of the nations, okay? Mm-hmm. And that he, he even talks about the kings of the nations will one day go into the kingdom, you know, with all their glory. They'll bring it into the kingdom and give glory to God for what they're what uh, for what they have, and so this is this is the exact opposite 
of how God has designed things to be. Uh, in fact, it's some people could argue it's actually a a pushback against what God did at the Tower of Babel and where he, he split the nations up and he split them up by their languages. And man has been, since then, trying to get back together because you remember when he came down and saw it, he says, boy, if we let them go on like this, they can this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a real big problem. So we split them up like that. And that was by design. And man has been just fighting against that the whole way. So, um, yeah, now now it's coming to us. Yeah. Well, in uh, Facebook Messenger, I sent you the two links that I meant to include in the email, and they were from 2017. Uh, It's a pair of of bills. Oh, goodness. It's a pair of articles that I wrote. talking about this international language push and that sort of thing. And in the one that, um, okay, I named one that has mother in the title. The other one has father in the title. Uh, The reason I used mother was because Congress back in 2017 was calling for a mother. I think it was your mother tongue language day or something like that. Anyway, it was how we all had to learn, uh, you know, our mother tongue. But what I was able to find was through that particular push by Congress uh, back then, it was, again, tied back to the United Nations and to uh, the sustainable development goals and how we have to make sure that everyone's language is the same. Uh, the one that was the father one, it was talking about um Oh, goodness. Well, we've heard, I know we've heard Mother Earth and we've heard Father or something or another. But anyway, point of it was, was that it was all this kind of, you know, globalization that was trying to seek you to be streamlined into what the United Nations want wants, not what the United States should be. Right, right. Okay, uh, Lynn, we're coming up on the end mm-hmm. of the show here, and I do want to give you time to tell people where they can find out more about you. But Lynn has... Um, an upcoming speaking engagement in Oklahoma and possibly Texas. Um, and uh, so if you guys are able to, she has a donate page on CommonCoreDiva.com, CommonCoreDiva.com forward slash donate. Okay, it's, simp- it's pretty simple. CommonCoreDiva.com forward slash donate. And I want to put it out there so she's not the one asking for that. Uh, but if you can help her, look, she's not trying to make a bunch of money off it. She's trying to cover the expenses to go out there and back. And those can be quite hefty, as you can imagine. And so uh, if you can help her, CommonCoreDiva.com forward slash donate. And uh, Lynn, what I want to do is give you mm-hmm. a little bit. We've got about a minute here. So you don't have to be in a rush or anything, but tell okay. people where they can find you. <laughs> Okay, well, as always, um, CommonCoreDiva.com is my blog. Uh, You can look for, uh, I don't have an article on this particular uh, plethora of bills that we talked about today. I've got uh, quite a bit that's going on in family life right now, and so family always will come first. Um, But I'm going to keep doing what I do. But uh, yeah, you'll have the archives for this. You can look at all the other archives I sent in the email to Tim Uh, I think it is several pages worth of the push for globalization in education. So you can take your time looking at all that. You can find me on Facebook under Common Core Diva. U.S. Parent Call to Action is another page. You can find me on Twitter at Common Core Diva. I'm on MeWe, USA.life, localactivist.org, which is a part of Citizens for Free Speech. And I urge you to join that group. It's free, but uh, what we do is local and we get loud. And that's what we really need to do. You can find me on uh, 
uh, Breaking News Journal on TV, on Amazon and Roku. And uh, there's a chance for you, or excuse me, an opportunity for you to subscribe to my channel there and uh, help support Clean TV. And that's it. Okay, Lynn, we appreciate you as always. And uh, yeah, guys, if uh, Lynn's a rock star. She's just all over the place. <laughs> we appreciate you. Join Bradley 3 p.m. Eastern today. See you at 6 a.m. in the morning. Adios.